Welcome to HR Confidential. Hi, everyone. This is Heather Krentler, your host for HR Confidential and VP of HR for Continental Services. Here with my good friend. Hi, uh, I'm Robert K. Elder, and I'm the Director of Digital Product Development and Strategy here at Crane Communications. And every episode, I bring you a question. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one is really, really interesting. And uh, I had somebody ask, how do I handle a freelancer who wants to be treated like a full-time employee? And the sort of caveat was this freelancer wants, you know, business cards, uh, credentials, um, uh, you know, training. How do we handle that? These are this is one of the worst questions that we get asked <laughs> in HR because it does require judgment and it requires making a call that isn't clear cut. This is one of the uh, the IRS would disagree with this statement, but it's one of the gray areas in. And people and hiring. Um, so let's start with the treatment part of this. Yeah. Um, uh, the individual doesn't dictate what they get and don't get. The role and their employment status dictates what they can and cannot have. Um, so let's let's pretend for a moment that they really are, and we'll get to this. They really are a freelancer. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, can we use can we change our language a little freelancer bit? Freelancer or contractor? Yeah, and and contractor is one of the most misapplied terms. It means so many things to so many people. Let's use the term independent contractor. Okay. Uh, because people language matters. So. An independent contractor, let's assume for a moment that this person, the job really is meant to be an independent contractor. They really are an independent contractor. What is it that they want? What are they asking for as an employee? Uh, again, I think it's... Or not an employee. Yeah, it's not an employee. <laughs> I, I think it's sort of things that you would normally give an employee, where I think the government has drawn a pretty fine line. You cannot sort of offer them training. It has to be individualized work. It has to be uh, self um, um, not motivated, but they mm-hmm. have to sort of bring it to you. So, you know, it's a, sort of a set work. It's usually not 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there are sort of different parameters, but they're asking for things that I think would cross the line because they are your independent contractor. They are your freelancer. Having a business card that says you are such and such a writer or an editor, I think that crosses the line. In fact, I, you know, I've worked a lot of places where we used and were. Uh, fortunate to use a lot of talented contractors, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. independent contractors, but Mm -hmm. uh, you have to draw a line. You cannot treat them like employees. That's right. And you as an organization or a man, well, preferably as an organization, not as a manager, it should be consistent. You have to think about what, where do we draw the line? Because the the IRS and and listeners, I encourage you, if this is a new area for you or something that you are not well-versed in, IRS.gov, there is an entire section on independent contractors versus employees and what what makes what. But but they're very clear and yet not, right? So there are there are what are called common law rules. And there are, are generally three different areas that the IRS looks at. They're going to look at behavioral, so to what degree of uh, of ownership, autonomy, influence, all those things um, the worker has in terms of the work. They're going to look at finances. To what degree can they influence the financial outcome of the business or the role? And they're going to look at the relationship. So 
do you do you direct me every day? Are you checking in on me? Are you micromanaging me? Are you having to teach me something, develop me? What does the contract look like? So there are um, may, many of you have probably heard of a twenty factor test. They're out there. They're floating around. You can um, you can Google for those. But the problem is, it's not like you get to do some test or an inspection and it is clear. Right. Yes. Or no. And it may vary by position. So you do, you have as an employer, you have to decide what am I what am I comfortable with? It, it's a little bit of a if it what does it they say? If it looks like a duck and it quacks like and a it duck. quacks like a duck. But there are also very other, you know, clear lines like if they're a contractor, you can't not and you cannot provide them with equipment. They have to use their own equipment. There's a whole bunch of sort of fine lines sort of consistently over the companies I've worked with where that is another fine line. Like if they have to come in and use uh, uh, office equipment that's already there for part of it, great. But if they expect to be shipped a laptop, that is a fine line. It really is. It's There are a handful of Common focuses, so equipment for sure, location, um, discretion, uh, financial responsibility. There are there are all kinds of things that we typically ask first, but they're not. This is where it gets so funky. They're not set in stone. Plenty of independent contractors can have company provided equipment, mm. as long as all of the rest of these areas of control are really on their shoulders. So. If they dictate their own hours, if they're given a, a contract, an assignment, you send them off on an ice float and they come back a month later with a finished product and you never had any communication with them. Um, if they do not manage anyone, if, you know, all these other things, if that's all true, but their one thing was, I can't do this without this one piece of software sure. and you provide it, they may still be an independent contractor in the eyes of the IRS. So... That's why managers, I always feel so sad trying to teach this and explain this to people because it isn't textbook. It There is, again, that judgment factor. So with this employee, at some point you do have to say, these are our practices and and um, and you may have to make a tough call. You may have to decide we're going to go against practice for this one individual because all of these other things are true and I'm comfortable taking on that level of risk because I feel that if called to the legal carpet, I can defend why this person really is an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think just making that contractor, that freelancer, understand the rationale is, hey, we can't give you business cards. We can't, you know, whatever it is that your company feels oversteps, just make them understand the rationale. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if they are a good independent contractor, they'll understand that and they'll want to continue the relationship. Um, not always the case with all freelancers. No. And and this is where we get into the really the bigger issue with this topic, and that is employers misusing the independent contractor opportunity. The analogy I use, and, and I, I hate that it makes sense because I use it and I feel kind of like a weirdo using it, but it's hiring a hitman, so which I've never done. <laughs> okay, I cannot wait to see how this metaphor works. Out. Go ahead, so, go ahead, good. It's it's like this: if you're going to hire a hitman, 
chances are you're not providing them with the weapon. You're not providing them with the plan of attack. You're not checking up on them along the way. You just, you see, you know, you see the hit in the news the next day and it's done. And... (laughs) Why didn't we begin the show with this? This is so much better. <laughs> but you know when I when I explain that, when I explain that to managers, typically they get it then. They're like, "Oh, okay, now I see." Uh, but what if the hitman wants health insurance? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not an independent contractor. So, so managers and independent contractors out there um and you know, let me come back to this for a minute. I ha- I can't finish this without saying we need to do another podcast around employers how to decide whether or not you really should be hiring an employee or an independent contractor that's a good one that's a, that's good, a good one we'll come back to that some other time but uh if you're in the market for a hitman or, or if you are a hitman yourself just remember <laughs> it's not that complicated remember all of the questions here on hr confidential are anonymous and you can be anonymous too by calling me at 313-327-2209 or emailing me at hrconfidential at crane.com. That's C-R-A-I-N dot com. I've been your host and producer, Heather Krentler, along with executive producer, Robert K. Elder, brought to you by Crane Communications. <laughs>